the truth is out there. Or so they say. Conspiracy theories have clouded the search for truth. For some, they don't possess a shred of evidence and aren't worth the trouble. For others, conspiracy theories and those who believe them are laughable. But for a portion of the American populace, they are very real and are virtually the center of their lives. Conspiracy theories, for the most part, have resided on the fringes of society. But in the past two years, they have migrated front and center, making headlines and for some, raising grave concerns. The pandemic from which much of the world is still reeling, along with various other socio-political events, have only exacerbated what many see as a growing problem. Reactions from individuals or groups with firmly held beliefs and conspiracy theories have played out with sometimes disastrous consequences in American society. Alarmingly, Christians are caught up in all of this, many times not knowing exactly what to believe is truth. Christians have always understood that there is a reality beyond the present physical one we inhabit on a daily basis. But what happens when this kind of thinking is taken to places it was never meant to go? In an age when virtually limitless information is available at one's fingertips, is the truth being overwhelmed by competing voices? What exactly is a conspiracy theory? Should conspiracy theories be discounted wholesale, or should they be considered plausible at some level? Are Christians particularly susceptible to conspiracy theories? If so, why? All that and more on this edition of Questions from the Future. Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith and culture. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Here, no inquiry is off limits. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. No longer. We're your hosts. I'm Riker Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. Hey, we're back. Season three. Season three. After a brief hiatus. Yes, truly. When we hatched this little this little idea back in 2017, who, who would have thought that we would be here, season three? Yeah. Just a good time, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And who knew we'd actually have listeners, too? <laughs> yeah, that's the fun thing. <laughs> anyway. Well, today we're opening up season three with, as we like to do, with, um, with perhaps a touchy? I don't know. I don't know if touchy is yeah. the right word, but maybe... I mean, uh, I don't know how would you describe the topic. I guess relevant. That's a buzzword, but <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is a sensitive topic potentially for some. Mm-hmm. I guess people have strong opinions on yeah. both sides. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories today. Indeed. Yeah, and specifically, I guess the I think the title we're going for for this episode is conspiracy and the Christian. Right. So obviously, finding our place in the conspiracy uh, theory ecosystem. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. Um, Well, maybe maybe to start, I can give a little bit of my experience with conspiracy theories growing up. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just remember, you know, just as kids. Well, specifically. I remember obviously like 9-11 happened and I was this I guess will date me whether you're older than me or younger than me but I think I was seven seven six or seven when 9-11 happened um so like I remember as like an eight to 12 year old kid like always seeing 9-11 conspiracy Mm. theories like on YouTube and you know they're like these uh, these explosions go all the way down their charges that were set by the government (laughs) like they're like analyzing the like the whatever the video footage um which obviously like you know 99 out of 100 people don't believe that kind of a thing you know what i mean so it's not Mm -hmm. like a big deal but they were all over the place like when they caught um they were like people weren't supposed to catch footage of the first plane you can tell that it's not a commercial plane it's a military or whatever you Mm -hmm. know whatever these theories are so i remember like watching those um 
there were also like those ridiculous Illuminati like conspiracy theory videos. Like and they'd have like Michael Jackson on it and they'd be like and he'd be like, you know, oh they don't want me to say this and they're like, see, like they're they're blackmailing Michael Jackson or whatever. I don't think I've seen and those. The, yeah, it's wild. It's it's hilarious. Like one of them has like LeBron James, I don't know if he still does, but he used to do this like hand uh like hand gesture before mm. every game at the end of the national anthem. And it included like this. Which, uh, if obviously no one could see me, but I'm holding up like the OK symbol, like my pinky ring finger oh, and middle yeah. finger up, and then my index is touching my thumb, and that's like people do that all the time for like three pointer because three <clears throat> or whatever. But it also can form like a six six six. <laughs> so when he would do that, and he would do like the the threes, like mm. it was like oh, like clearly LeBron is in on the you know the satanic cabal or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like these things were all over the place. And then yeah. there were like the spoof videos that made fun of those videos, which were like <laughs> hilarious. Like they would try to find triangles, like in everything <laughs> or like someone or the would, monster like, energy clear... drinks. I remember that. <laughs> oh, I don't know I that. Six, six, six was somehow on the, on the oh, logo Lord. for, for monster energy drinks. Oh, I think, dang. Or something like Wasn't that. that like the three claws? Yeah. 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 I, th- I think that's I... what it was. I don't know. The spoof ones were hilarious because it would show a picture of somebody like clearly making an Illuminati sign or something, and then it would like zoom in on something else and be like triangle. <laughs> it's hilarious. All anyway, that to all say, that to... we're, Sorry, we're not, this episode is not going to be analyzing specific yes, <laughs> conspiracy no, theories. Well, well, my point is that like a lot of these like things that we would watch and like we would gather as like a group and watch them, they all had like an air of levity. Or just like this is like really interesting and it's fun that there might be something going on behind the curtain. You know what yeah. I mean? Even yeah. though like we didn't put much stock in it, but it was just like a fun, like oh, imagine if this was true. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's something to that, right? Like, sure. When I think of conspiracy theories, I think of like the X Files specifically. Sure. It's like I feel like that that kind of genre, um, right? Really I don't know that one very well. These. What is like the X Files? I honestly, I I was growing up in I think it's heyday, so I didn't really get a chance to get into that sure. TV show. Yeah. Um, but I th- I'm pretty sure, and those of you listeners who actually were avid fans of the show, X Files nerds, <laughs> then you can correct us. Uh, but um, <laughs> but I think it, I think pretty sure it largely had to do with aliens and these sorts of things but Uh, what i'm saying is like that's what comes to my mind when i think of conspiracy theories theories. yeah that guy from the history channel who's like aliens he has like the (laughs) messed up hair (laughs) yes so what exactly is like what what would you define a a conspiracy theory as maybe we can narrow that down yes Hmm, i mean that's a good question i mean i had to look this up yeah, I guess I, I didn't I look it up. I never what, thought about like a, like a specific definition. I guess what I would think is like, like a theory about just. I guess it could be any topic, but that doesn't necessarily have any like evidence behind it. It's just like a. It's like a thought experiment almost. Hmm. Um, I guess is how I like a conspiracy theory to me. Like, there's a difference between a theory and then a conspiracy theory, which. I'm sure conspiracy theories, the name, usually it's about some sort of shadowy conspiracy, you know, or shadowy group behind the scenes is what I imagine. Yeah. Um, but I then, think yeah, I don't know Encyclopedia like... Britannica would agree with you, which is oh, perfect. The, the definition that I what have pulled say? up here. <laughs> yeah. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, a conspiracy theory is an attempt to explain harmful or tragic events as the result mm. of the actions of a small, powerful group. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's that's great. I think that even narrows it even more than I would, because I would say things like like flat earth and like that kind of stuff. Like that's kind of conspiracy theories. I guess I guess the flat earth would be would fit that definition because they're like blaming like the scientific community for like mm. leading everyone right. astray or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I mean you you pointed out right the the main differentiator between the two things that we're talking about is that at, that that first word conspiracy, right? Um, right. And it's like that conspiring between you know few select powerful people 
it seems right. like, at, at least from the definitions that I've looked up. Um, right. So maybe a good way of summarizing it is a, a conspiracy theory is a way of explaining an event by rejecting the quote-unquote the standard explanation, which is right. pretty common to a lot of the definitions that I saw. Sure. So by rejecting the standard explanation and attributing it to the manipulation of a powerful person or group or what have sure. you. No, that makes sense. I guess one question that I think is interesting is like who like who holds conspiracy theories? Like if that's what it is, it's like mm-hmm. who's looking for an alternative right like explanation, you know what I mean? Which I think I guess to me like I think it's those who perceive themselves as like persecuted or outside the mainstream. So mm-hmm. like mainstream folks if that's a thing but like i don't know people on the inside or who aren't necessarily who don't see themselves as like trod upon in society i think they hear them like the mainstream you know reporting or you know explanation and it's like great fine like that works for me and then they move on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. whereas i mean this is yeah this is a little interesting, but I guess like with my experience with like homeless people in Chicago, like a lot of times they're like ranting and raving about just random nonsense. You know what I mean? Like conspira- mm-hmm. it's conspiracy theories. Like, you know, the mayor is doing this, which here's the thing. Like it makes sense that they would do that because of probably the experiences of like abuse and that kind of thing that they've had. You know what I'm saying? So like that's where it's, it almost like makes sense. But then where I think, because what we're talking about is, I guess, Christians and conspiracy theories. Like, where we get, where it gets dicey is, I think, the, like, especially conservative evangelicalism perceives itself as persecuted by the culture. And so then, like, it searches for its own conspiracy theories to explain events. Hmm. Which I think that's when, like, the homeless person in Chicago makes sense because of how, like, their experience has been horrible, at least from what I've heard. Um and so, like, they're seeking alternative ways to explain things. Whereas I think the persecution that the conservative evangelical church experiences is more so imagined than it is hmm. reality or, like, perceived. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, that's something I heard all the time growing up is, like, you know, we're persecuted by the church and, like, people will hate you because you, you know, because you follow Persecuted Jesus. by the government, you mean? Yeah, the government. Yeah. And Sorry, I did get a little bit off topic. My point is I think people, people who hold conspiracy theories tend to view themselves as, like, outside or mm-hmm. persecuted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking up some – Just I was just want, wanted to get a sense of how many people actually, you know, believed uh, or held to these conspiracy theories. And in a, um, I found a 2014 article in the American Journal of Political Science, um, and yes. they were citing um, um, surveys that were done between 2006 and 2011, and they found that half of the American public consistently endorsed theories, uh, cons- sorry, consistently endorsed at least one conspiracy theory. Wow. And then uh, as well... Uh, Lifeway, I think, did a research, um, did a survey, and half of U.S. Protestant pastors hear conspiracy theories in their churches on a regular basis, which is pretty incredible to me. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm trying to think if I am part of that 50. Do I believe in a conspiracy theory? (laughs) I don't think so, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's a high number. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible to me that, I mean, I don't know how many, because it said for that journal article, um, from the American Journal of Political Science, it was that they believed in at least one. So who knows how many people right. believe, believe in, in more. multiple, you know what right. I mean? But yeah, so obviously something makes conspiracy theories as, you know, we've defined it. And I think that's the working definition that a lot of these surveys um, work off of. But like something makes them attractive or at least plausible in the minds of the people who who believe right. them, you know, right. it, something is, is, um, plausible enough for them to reject sure. what the majority or, you know, the quote unquote mainstream or the standard right. explanation of, of events. Well, um, I guess I, yeah. what I would say is I think that it's a confirmation bias. So like they believe a certain thing, which is not held a lot of, like, 
like a lot of times is not held by like let's say mainstream media outlets mm-hmm. and so then they hear this alternate explanation that fits with how they already view the world so then it's like oh this like this must be true because it fits my like system of understanding the world you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so that's where like sometimes which maybe this isn't me this is me giving them not enough credit conspiracy theory folks um but i think it's less about like what humans want to do is construct a system that keeps them safe a system of viewing the world and thinking that keeps them safe um and so when they hear something that is like potentially destabilizing to the way that they view the world it's like ah this is you know this is uncomfortable and i don't like my viewpoint being destabilized because then how can i function and feel good about myself in the world so then they hear a different narrative that's saying something where, oh, now I can feel safe in my like way of viewing the world and I don't have to destabilize anything. Hmm. So like this must be true, even if there's no evidence or like, you know, it came from a news source that isn't reputable. Like it must be true because it's an alternative explanation that fits how I understand the world. So hmm. I, a part of me is like, once again, maybe I'm not getting enough credit, but. I guess when I hear something that destabilizes my viewpoint, I try to just hold it in tension. You know what I mean? And take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, intention yeah, between what like what I already that. believe, you know what I'm saying? And what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, that's not to go on a super tangent, but to me, that's what like learning is. It's like, Oh, this, this new thing makes me uncomfortable. How do I synthesize this with what I already know about the world. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember the name of the book, but it's on the sto- the structure of story. And he says the structure of story is like part one thesis, part two uh, antithesis or what, antithesis. <laughs> and then uh, three is like synth- synthesis. So like the character has a viewpoint. They come across something that challenges that viewpoint. And then in the end, they find a way to synthesize both, you know what I mean? Both mm-hmm. uh, ideas. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Black Panther. You know, uh, T'Challa, if you haven't seen it, you should see it by now. Also, we have a podcast. I think it's safe to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's been a couple of years. Like, an example would be in Black Panther, T'Challa, the main character, uh, believes that isolating Wakanda is the best way to keep it, you know what I mean, like the best way to function in the world. His antithesis is uh, uh, Killmonger, uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. And he, like he says, like, you know, the best way is to engage with the world, but it's to engage violently, like with revolution. And so then T'Challa synthesizes the two, you know, maybe isolation isn't the right move, but also antithesis also wasn't right. So we synthesize that into a more, I guess, like balanced or, you know, it takes both into consideration. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, that's what I think like learning is like, that's mm-hmm. how we learn in, in the world. Mm-hmm. And so... I think for people who would rather stick to their guns and not necessarily change their position because it makes them feel safe, that and like the antithesis to their thesis is very scary. And so it should just be rejected, even if it's kind of irrational to do so. like there are three main like trends or commonalities in um, in what makes these theories so attractive or plausible that I've seen in sure. terms of like post like like interviews with the people who, who hold those, these beliefs sure. one is it's a way like what you were saying it's it's a way of explaining events and I think that really goes back to the human obsession to know why I think there's a an innate restlessness in the unknown Definitely. and like we, we don't like sitting in that um and so for 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 a lot of people it's really easy to jump into conspiracy theories because it's it's an easy way of explaining events even if maybe the, that explanation doesn't match up with you know with the quote-unquote standard explanation or what is actually known at that point Sure. Um, so it's that obsession to know why, but then it's also a way of taking control over something that they don't feel they have control over. Mm-hmm. So like conspiracy theories, sure. 
if you look at them, they're usually centered around a, a national or global scale, mm. right? And so it's people don't have direct control right. <laughs> over a national event or a global event. But right. these conspiracy theories, if they know, if they can grasp an understanding of it, I think it, it gives them that semblance of control in sure. an area of life that they don't have actual control over. So if they can explain it, they can take back some power from the unknown. Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's good. And then well, you already touched on it, but like that hidden knowledge, <laughs> I think is it hidden knowledge slash feeling special or unique is mm-hmm. also something that really drives these um, conspiracy theorists. Um, sure. And, especially like the the ones that really go off the rails and do crazy things in light of their theories yeah it's it's yeah it's um it's interesting to see how much they talk about well if you did your research or if you really knew or if you know what i know that sort of sure sure trend it's like that well, hidden that's knowledge what, it's like if you don't agree with them you're like sheeple you're sheeple right. you listen and it's like well i think we just get our news you know from like different sources mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know yeah i mean the the only way to not be a sheep is just to come up with your own theory that no one has ever had before otherwise you're taking what somebody else said and believing it to be true <laughs> so but then it's a it's vicious like... circle though right because you, you right. Cr- you've created this this system of of explanation for for mm-hmm. the unknown but then like when those theories are are debunked or like are um are proven false in light of the truth or like rebutted then those same conspiracy theorists point to the rebuttal of the truth as a way of explaining well you see now they're trying to covering up the actual truth so it's like it's it's difficult to sure i I guess for me i don't know what i would do if i was you know faced with someone who is that ingrained or that bought into sure. a theory like that because like right. anything that i say they're just going to point to as a as a rejection right. of of what they're saying right i guess that's where it's like it's not my job to get people out of their conspiracy theories i'm like trying to promote an approach to the world that i think is counter conspiracy theory which i think in a second maybe we'll talk about quote unquote conspiracy theories that i actually think like not to say that they're I don't know. Just they have more credibility to them. But anyway, we'll get there in a second. But like, I guess to me, there's like a spectrum of how you can approach the world. So on like the one end is like conspiratorial. And so that's like, you know, just coming up with explanations that don't have evidence, but that fit your, you know, that just fit whatever narrative that you want to tell. The the example I always use, which is a ridiculous example, but it's like, like, did you know that? that Nike makes their shoes out of human scalps. Like, did you know that that's true? And then someone's like, I don't think that's true. And it's like, well, actually, like, have you been to the factories though? Like you haven't, like they don't, there's no footage of the factories. They don't have footage there. And that's a, I actually saw on Reddit that, yeah, a worker there once they said that, like they make shoes out of human scalps. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to argue? Like, I can't argue with you. I've never been to a factory. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. So like, that's a, like that's a ridiculous example, but it's just like you can like you can come up with a conspiracy theory like for anything, but just because of humans are finite, so we don't have like you know I'm not a particle physicist, so I can't tell you you know what I mean like that the Earth I've never been to space, so I I can't tell you that with my own eyes I've seen that the Earth is round you know what I mean so that's where it's like anyway that's conspiratorial yeah. thinking I think yeah. I think that I mean it betrays your the it betrays the way you approach life in the world, right? Are you sure. do, do you approach it from a position of of um of of trust or distrust? Right. Um, and that's I mean, I guess you don't need I guess those aren't the only positions. Right. You can take the centrist position and sure. you know, try to figure out what is truth, but I think for the you know the the far conspiracy theory like they're totally bought in. I think in, it's. I think for them, they do approach the world and the events in it from uh, from an area of, of, of distrust. Right. Um, and so it's it's hard to pull those kinds of people in to a, right. a more centrist p- 
position. And I don't even right. know if I'm saying the centrist position no. is the correct position, but sure. Well, that's why I mean that's why I put it on a spectrum. So I have that way over there, which is kind of like extreme distrust to where anything that you hear like is like probably false, um, or anything that doesn't jive with what you think about the world is you know is false. Whereas I think on the other side of the spectrum, which equally is potentially harmful, is just like a non-critical acceptance of everything mm-hmm. that's mainstream. You know what I mean? It's like, right. oh, like like this is just what the culture is doing, so it must mm-hmm. be right. You know what I mean? Which right. I think is, I think that could be super damaging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And has been damaging in the past. And so that's where, yeah, when you say centrist, I think like a centrist position is like a healthy amount of like critical thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's, okay, like I'm, I'm, taking stock of everything that's coming in um, and I'm comparing it to the other data, you know, the other experiences, the other news articles that I'm reading, uh, which I think part of that is getting different perspectives. Um, You know, so if you're a liberal leaning person to get some conservative media and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I think the center is like a nice balance of trust and distrust. Cause we know just from experience that a lot of these, you know, just a lot of people can't be trusted. That's mm-hmm. just the nature of yeah. humanity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and the, the fact that the way we form our worldview in large part has to do with how it's reported to us. Sure. Right. And so, and, reporting or the the act of storing tellies uh, sorry storing tellies telling (laughs) stories is is by its own nature um a subjective event it 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 can't be purely objective you can't ever report just the facts because you're going to choose to highlight certain aspects uh, more than others absolutely and so every retelling is an interpretation in mm -hmm. some sense right And, and 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 so the the idea that um yeah and, and so in terms of the the like the gathering of information i think yeah. that's what in large part has made the abundant or has made the growing level of conspiracy theories and belief in them uh, an alarming thing is our digital age is the sure. fact that these conspiracy theories are much more uh, easily spread Definitely. and then in addition to that you find commu- communities that believe the same thing as you and you create little echo chambers mm. w- within that Literally. Um, and so yeah and and usually it's because those f- folks who uh, again are 100 percent bought into these things they usually do just get their um their news from one source or one type of source and this goes for both ways right sure Um, sure. both the far you know bought in and those who completely reject the possibility of anything other than the standard explanation right yeah no i think that's that's real have you seen the the netflix documentary which is called social the social dilemma i don't think so no it's worth it's a worth a watch can we say that without having to pay netflix Oh, well, aren't we advertising for them? Wouldn't they like that? <laughs> oh, yeah, Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we've talked about 13th on the... That's true. We didn't I get any uh, emails from Netflix, so... No, nah, I think we'll be... How <laughs> many times can we say Netflix in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I would say if you have said streaming service <laughs> uh, to give it a watch. Well, basically, it just shows like the algorithms that social media like platforms use they're constructed to keep you on like on whichever social media outlet you're using like the longest uh like no matter what what the content is so that's where like conspiracy theories are like intriguing and especially it was talking about like echo chambers like what you're talking about like really charged uh like echo chambers are super are super effective at keeping people on whatever platform they're on uh, so if you're on Facebook and you're like, you know, there's videos that confirm what you already think about the world, you're like 10 times more likely to, you know what I mean, watch those. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like the big issue, like the social dilemma is that these, the platforms like 
are or the algorithms are made to keep you there longer and how they're doing it is like really having negative effects on mm-hmm. like the way people are thinking hmm. um well how do you feel which, then about the the fact that like especially with all the stuff that's been happening with with covid yeah um with social media platforms kind of um being a little bit more aggressive in terms of um, keeping misinformation at bay because yeah. when all this was ha- you know first starting off conspiracy theories like i feel like skyrocketed sure. on sure, those social absolutely. media platforms and they got a little bit more serious about tampering that um about keeping uh, yeah again that misinformation at bay but then you get the same people cl- making claims that you know facebook or twitter shut me down because of this this is the truth sort of right thing and right. it goes back to that idea that i was just saying earlier about like they point to the fact that they're trying to um, right silence to, them. It's like, to, see, yeah, I'm on to the tell truth. the truth as yeah, <laughs> yeah. As, as proof that that they're right. being, you know, right. Yeah, that, that, that those are lies. So uh, right. yeah, what do you think about that then? Yeah, no, I mean that's a fair question. Like the whole censoring thing. Um, well, here's the a thing. Fun, obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a spectrum and it's a line that yeah. you have to kind of. Well, work. I think I guess to me it's kind of a like a half-hearted attempt of like social media platforms of like making it right. Cause like a lot of responsibility is falling on them. Like the con- congressional hearing with uh, Mark Zuckerberg and things like, mm-hmm. like they got grilled and like for good reason, cause they're making a lot of money off of like essentially like cultivating unhealthy outlooks anyway. So yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think it's their kind of like half-hearted attempt like, for instance, like, one of the big ones is obviously Trump being kicked off Twitter, right? Like, uh, and, like, the argument I hear is, well, like, how come he got kicked off when, like, you know, I, I guess, like, the president of China or, like, other, like, you know, like, known violent, you know, leaders or whatever are, like, still on there. Which, honestly, I haven't checked, so I don't know if that's true, but supposedly yeah, that's the follow argument. The... To me, I actually, I would just say everyone who's, like, you know, violent and doing that kind of thing, that's just no reason for them to spread their ideas but then then the question is which is this kind of the question i feel like our founding fathers were faced with is like you know who's deciding what ideas are you know what i mean are like negative you know mm-hmm. or like having negative effects which is fair and that's like the tough thing um about censoring is and freedom of speech is that like you know the people who have really destructive viewpoints can voice them just as much as, you know, those who have really helpful viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I'm not a, yeah. I'm this not is sure. not to say though, that like, <laughs> that just because um, the government or, you know, specific powerful people are being blamed for this tragic event or whatever, that there's no, yeah truth in that i mean i think historically we've seen evidence that people in power or groups in power are responsible for atrocious things absolutely and at some point before you know the truth was revealed um like it it probably did count as a conspiracy theory sure by by its definition but then things actually came out and it actually was true so i guess i'm not um yeah for, for me it's like difficult to to walk that line between how much credibility do i give these sure these these ideas and how much do i say um yeah how yeah i guess that's just the general how much sure. credibility do i give because so, some of them just don't even pass the common sense test right right <laughs> yeah it, definitely. right so those <laughs> yeah. are those are out of the question but there are some that that do hold um maybe an inkling of 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 sensibility or plausibility and right. we've seen it um something like that already um that has happened in the past and so it, you know it's, it, it might not be as outlandish sure. um, as some other uh, conspiracy theories sure i think one like interesting thing to think about or a question to ask is like where is this conspiracy theory coming from because i think for instance like different groups that are marginalized like it might be a conspiracy theory because the majority culture doesn't want it to be true. You know what I'm saying? And so now it's like a, you know what I mean? I guess it's, it's kind of back to the evidence thing. One example of this is 
So like, I think it was like in the late 80s or 90s, Pfizer did like an unethical drug test in Nigeria, like with children and like killed like, you might've, I don't know if you've heard of this, but, and it killed like 11 people and they were tested on without like parental consent and like all this stuff. Um, and like, it, it's been like a legal battle now for like 15 years. I think like they just got compensation or some, not even all of them, but like some people got uh, compensation. Um, and so like, and like it's come out recently that uh, like from WikiLeaks, which once again, this is like where things get a little dicey because we don't know. That's the thing. But it's like from WikiLeaks, there was like a, a thing that Pfizer had like, uh, hired investigators to look into the Nigerian attorney general to try to like get dirt on him so they could leverage him so he could drop the charges or whatever. And so it's like, they've denied that by the way, Pfizer's like denied that, but that's where it's like, huh? Like, I don't know if this is true. And like, obviously it doesn't come from like a, like we don't, like you can't really trust WikiLeaks necessarily, but like, this is going to like cause reporters and people to go like actually dig up the truth. And so like, I think it'll like come out eventually. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like, I don't know if like they did that. Um, but like, if they did, like, I think it'll, it will get revealed and we will like have evidence. Mm -hmm. But even what you're talking about there, right? Like where the truth will eventually, will eventually be disclosed and, and shown. That's still approaching the world from i think a, a level of of trust um sure. or at least and again maybe it's maybe it's the the w christian worldview you know not to dive right into it but like sure. maybe that's the christian worldview undergirding um all these conversations that we have that kind of pushes you towards that sure. like justice will um eventually um yeah happen and the well, truth will be disclosed i don't know well i guess i think I mean, if we're getting Christian on everyone, like, I think that's like kind of the point of like the resurrection and like the afterlife is like everything in this world, like actually doesn't get put right all the time. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, the justice system like does fail, like it's failed black people for years and years and years. You know what I mean? In America. So it's like, like sometimes actually like justice doesn't get served and the truth doesn't come out. And that's like, I guess to me that's like the beauty of like Christ coming and like, you know, you know, just, yeah, the resurrection and afterlife and that kind of stuff is that like the hope is that like, no, like these things, even if they don't get set right right now, like eventually they'll get set right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's tough. Cause that's the thing is I do like with the Pfizer thing. It's like, yeah, I think like, I think we'll, the truth will eventually come out with that. But then there's other things I'm sure that just the truth never, you know what I mean? It just mm -hmm. actually never comes out. Yeah. But I guess that's a little different than conspiracy theories. But the distrust piece, I guess, from like, especially from groups who've been, you know, under the boot of mainstream society, I think that makes makes sense to me. So in terms of you know those folks who who are on the the, the crazy fringes and, and that group of conspiracy theorists, sure. um, the just to go back and and focus on 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 that side of things a little bit more, I think the yeah. the reason why that's such a concern and that's such a um, is is viewed at as such a problem is that. Um, at least according to, let me see here. Okay. So according to the, uh, it was an article or, um, essay, I don't know exactly, uh, by the American Psychological Association. Um, it's that research links support for those kinds of crazy outlandish theories, like all out bought in hundred percent support. Yeah. Um, they link it to prejudice, violence, and terrorism. Oh, dang, and obviously... Yeah. You know, with, with that, that's the far extreme, right? But that is a reality, and we've seen that play out sure. um, with with awful consequences, especially yeah. in the past two years um, right. in American society. 
yeah. actually in the maybe the past two election cycles as well i'm just right. thinking specifically not to name any specific one but like the idea of um i think it started in 2016 with pizzagate this sure. idea oh, yeah. that, that child sex trafficking was happening on you know underground right. at this pizza shop led sure. to a shooting there literally a like, shooting yeah you know what I mean, and so, and then, and then, even historically, that that proves to be the case as well. That whole idea of prejudice and terrorism, the Black Plague in 14th century Europe, people were trying to look for a way of explaining this, and this is obviously before all the advances in right. modern science and modern medicine. But a third of the population of Europe died from the disease, and the Jews mm. of Europe became the scapegoat. Sure. Because apparently it was their kosher diet and and their right. their uh, the Levitical practices and all, and all that all that stuff. But they became the scapegoat for mm. for for um yeah for for the for the blame that they were trying to assign uh, again trying to explain this this event um, yeah. that was happening and, and rampaging throughout Europe. So there are very very real consequences. Um, for sure again again this those people who make it the center of their lives to believe and act on these theories right yeah i mean i guess yeah that's the i guess that's the tragedy is that it's not just like you know helpless or not helpless but harmless kids in a basement watching like you know silly videos about what's really going on is that like for a lot of people it does connect and like it becomes how they understand the world mm -hmm. and then yeah just disastrous kind i guess any i guess to me it's any like any worldview that's built on i guess just like lies i don't know i was gonna say like non-truths but i guess just unverified information i think is shaky mm -hmm. yeah and it's an impact yeah. on christian witness too like sure bringing well, it back absolutely. to again the tying christianity and like the yeah. church is is spoken of as a place for the truth because that's where the truth is declared truth of god's sure. word truth of god's Absolutely. revelation right and so that that's idea the then least. is yeah <laughs> that idea then is less convincing when the majority of people who believe in these you know conspiracy theories are a lot a, a, a good chunk of those people yeah. profess to be christians as well right. so there's a disconnect there that is yeah at the very least, baffling to those outside of the church. Right. No, I'm with you. That's the tough thing, I think, is... Well, like, I remember... So, N.T. Wright visited uh, Wheaton's campus and, like, delivered a talk. And, like, one thing he said is that the media has had to become, like, the... Like, the, account the source of accountability in society because, like, the church has failed to do that. And not just, like... I don't think the church should just be, like, calling out you know, actually we do that a lot, I think with the wrong things. <laughs> uh, but the problem is that like the church doesn't know its own sins, so it can't even call out what's inside of it. And mm -hmm. so then like, it has no business, like, like talking up, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, critiquing or, or keeping accountable the rest of, you know, the world. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the tough thing is like, I don't, like right now, I don't trust the church to do that job. You know what I mean? Because I haven't seen it done within its own walls, like to keep accountable and to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I guess call out injustice and that kind of a thing. A little bit off topic, but back to that, uh, I guess just the, the effect it has on the Christian witness. I mean, I know the last couple of elections, I've talked to multiple people personally and then just like, you know, read articles and stuff about how, just how everyone feels like at least not everyone, but a lot of people my age feel like the Christian evangelical church has like sold out, you know what I mean? To its values. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Would you say that Christians are in particular susceptible to believing in these kinds of conspiracy theories? And maybe that's a, a, a question we can kind of focus in on as we kind of draw this sure. episode to a close and maybe why. Yeah. I mean, I think a certain type of Christian, um, I don't know if Christians in general, but, but I mean, kind of as we are alluding to in the, the intro, like we do 
profess that there's something beyond the material world. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like we already do have a sense of like there's something beyond what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? So that might be that might be something. But I think a healthy understanding of that doesn't necessarily lead to conspiracy theories. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, but I think maybe a I don't know an overly um, focused like outlook on you know what isn't seen i think i could see that as definitely having an impact mm-hmm. essentially just creating a a habit of seeing seeing things that aren't there you know what mm-hmm. i mean and just continuing to do that kind of the the devil under every rock or you know that kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a deal thinking right so yeah i think it can be susceptible i think just if if you have a healthy outlook on i don't i guess just like you know, the spiritual realm and all, you know, just the fact that God is a spirit himself or herself. Oh, getting controversial. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. I th- so I think it can, but I, I don't think it has to by any means. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think certain groups um, within Christianity are, are definitely a little bit more susceptible to it. Particularly, I think it's those, um, those groups who are, hyper-focused on end times eschatology sort of sort of ideas um so think left behind the rapture all those sorts of things and and that's not to say that there's no truth in in interpreting um the the bible that way I'm, i'm not making any claims on that but when you um when when there's such a focus that's placed on those aspects of of scripture and theology uh then it begins to um have dare i say negative consequences on how you interact with uh, the here and now Um, absolutely and so you begin to look for things that you um that you already hold to so that what you were saying earlier the whole idea of confirmation bias where you start off with this belief that the mark of the beast for example is is this certain thing and then yeah. you see something like the credit card appear right um and you say oh that's the mark of the beast or um or certain other things that are currently happening as the mark of the beast i'm not going to say you know what those are but th- there are <laughs> ideas like that that are spreading um through particular um, groups sure. within christianity so i think it really de- yeah it I think it does have a lot to do with um, what group you're affiliated with or, or you're coming from. And that's not yeah. to say that those groups are, are wrong or unhealthy in the way they read the Bible. I'm just saying that, sure. that, that it's a lot easier for people to, to fall into the trap of 100% bought into conspiracy theories, regardless of how crazy they, they are, um, if they already come at you know, the world from this theological um, vantage point. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's just like a maybe a misdirection of focus, you know, because obviously the Bible does talk about the spiritual realm and, you know, kind of what comes after and that kind of a thing. But, like, if we're just talking about quantity, it's much less than than mm-hmm. what it wants to say about the here and now, right. how we treat our neighbor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, how we take yeah. care of the poor, how we take care of the vulnerable. Like, right. those things are much more front and center. Mm-hmm. So, n- not to say that we don't have some understanding of the end the end of things. You know, obviously, I Jesus is going to return and set things straight. Um, and it's obviously in there. Uh, but I don't think, I think the focus sometimes that, american evangelical churches give it is disproportionate to what's mm-hmm. there uh, and so yeah that yeah. might lead to some of that no, thinking that's true yeah well, well maybe should we i guess we're bringing it home but maybe a couple quick maybe just thoughts on on i guess i don't know what people can do to avoid this kind of thinking mm-hmm. I, I can start basically what i think you should do is just get news from different outlets like here's the thing there are news outlets that I listen to or that I watch their videos that I just sometimes I think is absolute garbage, but I just want to hear what's like going on out there. You know what I mean? So I think it just helps, like it helps you critically examine information if you are getting it from people who disagree with each other. So I think that's just one thing I would say going forward, but hopefully the conversation itself that we've had has been helpful. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for me, I think, and I alluded to it earlier, and maybe now I'm taking more of a, a hard, like, position on it, but, like, sure. instead of facing the world or approaching the world from um, with with 100% trust or 100% distrust, taking more of that centrist um, position um, to throw theological categories on it, the fact that mankind humanity is is depraved fully and it in its totality does not mean that it's a hundred percent as bad as it could be but the entirety of humanity in the world is touched by fallenness by is touched by sin so there there's sure. there's a level of distrust there right but at sure. the same time we also uh, as christians affirm the the fact that god is on the throne that god is king and and reigns the 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 whole life death and resurrection of jesus christ is is evidence of that and a declaration of that and that's what we declare every sunday when we gather right so there's that position of trust as well but as we as you were saying you know we understand that in the in between there are some things that have yet to be made right or Mm. um or shown as true um and so we sit in that tension so i think the healthiest place to be maybe is that that centrist uh position although i sure. think you should you should lean a little bit more on on um maybe not trust in the world but uh the, the hope that you know that um that even if you're not in control which is something like i was saying earlier people try to grasp at with these conspiracy theories god still is in control yeah, um, totally. And so that that should hopefully undergird the way uh, you approach these these things, and especially as you interact with people who do fall at one extreme or the other. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a good word. Cool. Well, I think that might be. Unless you have something else to add, I think that might no. be a good place for ready us to to, end. to land the plane here. Cool. <laughs> Cool. Well, thanks for for listening, everybody. I appreciate your your joining with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us financially, uh, we do have a a Patreon. Uh, It's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew. And new this season, we are having um, kind of tiers of patrons. So there'll be different benefits uh, depending on, on the support that you give. Um, so yeah, just be on the lookout for that. We won't go into details now, but uh, yeah, there, there'll be some nice benefits for you. Uh, also, you know, if you can't support us financially, uh, please give us a, a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, that just helps others find our podcast. Also, please comment and ask questions. You can leave us a short voice message or text us at 312-725-2995. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For Questions from the Pew, I'm Riker Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.